What's up everybody? Welcome to Crypto with Coop. I'm Coop and this is the spot for fun, informative conversations with influential people in the crypto space. And today I've got a great one for you. I'm talking to John Clark. John is the co-founder of AlgoFi, a premier money market and AMM on the Algorand blockchain. Currently, AlgoFi has the highest TVL in the Algorand DeFi ecosystem. They are doing fantastic work. And in this conversation, we break it all down. In a couple of weeks, they're gonna roll out their V2 update. And then in a month or so, they're rolling out the bank token. We talk about stable, we compare it to other stable coins and everything else. So without further ado, here is my conversation with John Clark. So what's going on? What's going on over there right now? Sure. So, yeah. uh, you know, a uh, big picture, the, uh, you know, the ecosystem, uh, the DeFi ecosystem at large has uh, sort of been rattled by a bear market that kicked off in uh, May, uh, a lot of it having to do with the Luna crash. Uh, but right. since then, you know, it's sort of a cliched thing. But uh, for builders, this has been an opportunity to capture on uh, a, you know, a time of focus. So we've honestly just been heads down, uh, avoiding the noise of a lot of uh, DeFi ecosystems that are very uh, hype driven, just building good technology for the users of Algorand. Um, you know, since uh, December 2021, we've launched a lending market, an AMM, a stable swap, which is essentially a variant of the AMM that is a more efficient way of trading stable coins. So you get a much closer exchange rate of one-to-one -one, uh, than the AMM model uh, promises. Uh, and this has been really great for helping drive growth in our stablecoin stable, um, as well as the liquidity of USDC and we're hoping uh, USDT uh, and more, uh, you know, sort of uh, stable coins. You know, I prefer, uh, to be clear, I prefer USDC given the transparency that Circle offers over their uh, holdings. But I also recognize that USDT has a lot of large backers and is still a huge stable coin in DeFi. Mm -hmm. uh, beyond that, we have the Algorand Foundation or the AlgoFi Vault, which supports governance. Uh, it also, little known fact, it supports consensus. So for anyone running a participation node, oh, they can register their algos online and help secure uh, Algorand by uh, partaking in a pure proof of stake. That's um, awesome. Is, so that's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, that's, I mean, I need to do that. You, I mean, you, you I, I have heard that and I've thought then too, man, I need to do that. So I, yeah. I still need to do that, but uh, that's an awesome thing. And you're the only one that offers that, correct? I am not sure if other uh, solutions offer this, but if they wanted to, it wouldn't be uh, too difficult. And we're happy to uh, chat with uh, teams that want to enable uh, the algo uh, liquidity they get to be uh, registered uh, online in consensus. It's definitely, um, it can be a bit of a high touch process to set up a participation node. So we recommend working with providers of participation nodes that know how to operate the, the infrastructure. Um, right. But beyond that, sending the registration transaction is uh, fairly seamless. So, yeah, and you guys, I mean, I think AlgoFi still maintains the lead for TVL in Algorand DeFi by probably a pretty wide margin, right? Yeah, today, I mean, we have a lot of stablecoin liquidity, which I think has been excited to partake in the uh, stability module, helping mm -hmm. keep our stablecoin uh, on peg. Um, so yeah. I think this has been really good for that. I also think there's a lot of excitement in the community for a native stablecoin. Stablecoins help define ecosystems and 
stable has been remaining on peg, you know, uh, through some uh, innovative uh, monetary policy that, you know, the team at Algify has implemented on the interest rates, uh, as right. well as uh, on um, the, in, uh, the rewards incentive mechanism. Um, so that I think that's been helping. And we look forward to growing the uh, Algify vault, which we think is a really solid solution for helping get uh, liquidity against, uh, you know, algos uh, in governance. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, it allows people to borrow against their algos. They can use that borrowed money to uh, LP on our AMM uh, to mm -hmm. trade, you know, to take just like a variety of different positions. Uh, you know, you could short if you want to uh, borrow some assets on our platform. Um, I think that's actually uh, one of the cool features about the V2 that might be worth uh, talking about. So yeah. essentially, uh, you know, what, what are the major differences between the V2 lending, which is launching uh, early August, uh, versus uh, the V1. Well, uh, one of the coolest ones is unlimited uh, assets. So users can now opt into up to 21 assets and will be able to support on the protocol an unlimited amount. And so right. this means that as Algorand's uh, DeFi ecosystem grows and more crypto, uh, you know, more tokens basically become available, they can get listed on the lending protocol. And it's not the case that they'll all be used as collateral assets because for those you tend to want deeply liquid things like algo, USDC, right. USDT, Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, right. but they could be supplied uh, and borrowed for people that want to use them for staking, uh, you know, different positions. I mean, I hate to say it, but shorting coins as well. Yeah. People that want to take, uh, you know, the opposite side of, of a long uh, position, that, that's something that you could do. And lenders yeah. earn a return for uh, facilitating that trade. So nice. That, that's, nice. That's, one of the, that's one of the biggest ones. Um, the other one that I think people will be really excited is it's fully ledger compatible. So we got a lot of feedback that people want ledger. And so we yeah. gave it to them. the V2 is fully ledger compatible. Uh, you can use your ledger device to do all of the uh, lending operations. So everything um, with the DEX or with the AMM, with everything, you can use your ledger on AlgoFi. Yeah, now, at this point, pretty much everything besides the V1 lending, everything will be right. ledger compatible. Great. And then V1 lending is going away in early August, didn't you say? It's going to be V2 next? So that's, a, that's an interesting comment. It's okay. going to be one of those things where because of governance, a lot of algos are locked in the vault. And what we wanted, we're going to be very, we're going to take a lot of precaution not to incentivize flight of liquidity to the V2 because we don't want a market that has an unbelievable amount of collateral but no stable coins to borrow. So it's right. going to be a delicate dance where there will likely be some light incentives to start using the V2, but our expectations are for it to not overtake the V1 within a week or two. We think it's going to be a multi-month process and a lot of it's going to happen during the next governance churn where we expect a lot of the liquidity in Algify Vault V1 to migrate into the second vault. And with that will come stable coins because the bulk of the borrowing will be occurring on the V2 um, is the expectation, which means the bulk of lending interest will be paid out on V2. So that's incentive for uh, the V2. We're also going to be getting Aeneas algos to incentivize the V2 launch. And mm -hmm. our goal is to use them in an intelligent manner and for us, that means pivoting, like incentivizing the V2 around the next governance role. 
Right. That's a, I have a que- I have a couple questions actually. What we've de- so first, I'm going to talk. About, I want to talk about the Aeneas uh, grant and in, in that in, in our DeFi, but with stable because I did notice like early on in last quarter there was some like peg issues where it got down to like 92, 93, 94. It was resting yeah. around 95 for a while or something. But now I've noticed that it's been holding its peg, like you said. And um, and that is through your guys' innovative, like, you know, you guys came out with that. What What, what is it called again? The stability peg module, very uh, financial term. <laughs> yeah, that's why I forgot. Yeah. And so, uh, but yes, I, I know about it. And I noticed that it regained peg pretty shortly. I mean, then there was also a lot of liquidations that happened and that probably helped um, it find its peg as well. But it didn't um, hurt. That doesn't hurt that. Right. <laughs> and so. I mean, there has been a uh, a lot. There's a lot that's been going on. You mentioned Terra Luna, so maybe what you can do for the audience is kind of break down why stable is a completely different thing than something like uh, UST, um, which is the you know the Luna stablecoin. Definitely. So uh, these are quite different systems, and uh, the easiest way to explain the difference between stable and uh, UST, and I'll assume no knowledge about existing uh, stable coins on ETH because stable is actually modeled very closely after DAI, uh, which was made by a maker DAO on Ethereum. And uh, what the key thing about stable is that it is over collateralized. It is always going to be backed by at least a dollar twenty-five or more of collateral assets. Um, so mm-hmm. if you want to mint one stable, which in our lending protocol is fixed to one US dollar, you need to back it by uh, quite a bit more. And right. the hope is that when these more volatile assets, and by the way, you can back it with USDC, in which case there is really no volatility on the collateral side. But right. uh, let's say backing it with Algo, it allows liquidators to get prepared to um, essentially, let's say Algo falls 25%. and mm-hmm. uh, Liquidations will occur even before that. Uh, when you want to mint a dollar of stable, you have to put at least a dollar twenty-five. If that dips below to a dollar twenty-four, you're in liquidation territory. So even right. before it becomes one to one, you can get liquidated, which means someone comes in and repays your uh, so-called bad debt, your stable borrow position, and seizes some of your collateral at a premium. And this increases the health ratio and the solvency of the entire protocol. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of you know jargon, but the point is it's over collateralized. There's always a lot more backing it, and it would take tremendous market moves to threaten that. Um, mm-hmm. And we have a large liquidation community now of like ten plus liquidators that have a fairly significant financial incentive to keep the protocol solvent. I mean, uh, I can tell you that our liquidators have made um, across you know since we launched the V1 lending something like 400 plus thousand US dollars of profit uh, wow. keeping protocol solvent. And you know that is centralized with like uh, one, or, one or two uh, uh, key liquidators who have like faster uh, bots basically. So there is right. a big financial incentive for them to keep that going. Now the difference between the over collateralized stable and uh, UST is UST is designed so that you can always swap precisely a dollar of Luna into UST and and burn it uh, and sort of go back and forth that way. And so, and they can always increase uh, the amount of Luna. And so Mm -hmm. 
they, uh, on their side, you know, in simplest terms, they believe that this mechanism always exists. You know, you can always do that. But in the world where there is fear in the value of UST and therefore the value of Luna, if everyone's burning their UST and selling Luna, the market yeah. you know, for Luna is going to get right. crushed. And it basically brought the price of Luna down so much that the amount of Luna outstanding, uh, the market cap was actually less than the amount of UST right. outstanding. Uh, like this caused a bank run and there was a lot of fear and the arbitrage relationship that you could essentially um, uh, buy cheap Luna and arb that to make money didn't play out. Right. So it was a system that in, in, you know, in fairness, it was a system that it was like a random walk. It was always destined to fail at some point, but some yeah. probability it was unclear when it would occur. Um, right. And it's easy to say that in retrospect, I was always a bit skeptical of the project. I didn't really participate um, in like, you know, the Luna ecosystem. Um, right. I thought they were a bit like, you know, they were lunatics, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that makes it. Yeah, they, they, they were even, they were put, they put it on their badge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were happy to call themselves that. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, they lived and died as such. Uh, they lived and died know. as such. Yeah. So, and they're still, they're still, I guess there's some still kicking and screaming being, you know, there's, they, they, they're holding out hope. Yeah, there is Luna Classic. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll see how that pans out. There is ETH Classic, you know. I, yeah, which there. was pumping. Like I, I noticed the other day, it was up like 30%. And I'm like, who is buying this? Like who is buying ETH Classic? It is, it's, it's very funny. I don't honestly know it too much. I've seen some comments online saying that, well, miners of ETH need to go somewhere because the merge is occurring. So they might go uh. into ETH Classic, thereby making that network more uh, secure and hopefully increasing the value of ETH Classic. That being said, I've seen ETH Classic pump on basically no news. It's a pretty yeah. low volume coin versus like ETH and Bitcoin. So, uh, you know, but, a little bit of sentiment could help. Yeah, but actually I didn't. Why haven't I thought of that? That does make sense. There's going to be a bunch of people with a whole lot of equipment that's, uh, you know, yeah. that is going to be uh, theoretically if the merge actually happens or when it happens, obviously. Yeah, they're going to need to go somewhere. And I guess ETH Classic. There's a lot of video gamers to uh, buy off that, you know, yeah. they have enough compute to, uh, you know, uh, rival that of like certain governments. So it's sort of. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of gamers out there uh, getting a good deal on what they need is what you're saying. Big time. Yeah. So, OK, so basically to sum up what you said, stable, more like die, much less like UST. So nobody has to work. like it. <laughs> and, you know, I've noticed with your AMM and then, you know, compare it to something like Pact or Tiny Man or um, they all kind of pair up against Algo, right? You know, so you're swapping Algo for uh, GoBTC or, you know, whatever. And so you guys actually are paired up against Stable. Do you see that as an advantage or just a different way of going about it? I think it's different. I think that you want both. I think you want there are large holders of the, the bottom line is algo is very important because it's a very liquid asset and yeah. it's deep uh, and most of you know the value on algorand is concentrated in the algo but mm -hmm. stable is a view on the future it's a view that those algos will be packaged uh, on lending on our lending market to generate stable coins and that will be used to transact because it is it's healthy that people want to base one of the assets in a pair in something mm -hmm. stable. Otherwise, you're taking on 
the view of two different assets that may or may not be correlated. Um, so right. that's a bit easier to deal with when one of the assets is, um, you know, sort of a perfectly pegged to one. Yeah. So I think, I think you want both. And one way that we sort of uh, resolve uh, this is we have a stable algo pair that we continue to work to increase the liquidity of. So in the event that people transact into stable, they can transact from stable into algo um, paying, you know, you pay a fee, right, to transact on another market. But for those who want to be an algo, they can do that. Um, at, a good, at a good swap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At, a, at a good, because the, the bottom line is most of the fees don't come from the, uh, you know, in most pools, it's not the fee, it's the uh, price impact. Uh, there's not right. liquidity. Now, when you're providing liquidity in like a stable, let's say stable uh, go BTC, compared to maybe an algo go BTC. I guess there is a case to be made with that other swap with algo go BTC is that, you know, algo sort of moves with BTC in a lot of different ways. So maybe there's less impermanent loss kind of happening over there. And then when the, so that that is the advantage of the other way, right? Exactly. It kind of depends what your, if you, there's less impermanent loss, but if there's less trading activity, because most people, you know, right. we, you take a view on the future, the view is that people will be in their steady state holding stable coins in their wallets to avoid like the fact that their net worths can increase or decrease by, uh, you know, 10, 20% in a given uh, couple of days. That uh, could increase, you know, the trading fees and therefore the compensation that LPs get. So it kind of cuts both ways. And like the lower yeah. IL pools, there tends to be less return. Like risk and return are generally correlated, uh, right. in the market, unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, is right. Well, yeah, the good I, traders are the ones I can find where the market's wrong on the ratio. Pretty much. I know. I got to get better. I got to get better. I got to improve my game. But I, you know, I'm good. getting better. I'm not, I'm not yeah. a good trader. I always call the bottom <laughs> wrong. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Uh, we, yeah. Well, what do you think right now? Like, do you think this is a bull trap? I mean, not to put you on the spot here, but uh, how are you? How are you feeling now? Obviously, not financial advice or anything like that. But like, what are your? What's your personal sentiment about what's happening right now? So it's honestly, I could see arguments for both. I think weak, uh, my weak preference on what has happened in the market, if I had to maybe like 5%, you know, versus 55 versus 45 is, we are seeing uh, that like the worst of it um, has occurred, you know, like, like the major liquidations in like the big liquid assets have taken place. Um, a lot of this is coming from like 3AC, um, you know, large lending uh, protocols that have gone bust. By the way, kind of a pretty strong bull case for DeFi. The fact that uh, it was quite a, quite astonishing that Celsius had to repay Maker and Aave before people. Uh, yeah. You know, they, uh, they, if they don't, they get liquidated. So that was actually quite nice um, demonstration of DeFi's, uh, you know, importance in the new financial system. Right. Um, so I think like there's been a bit of a recapitulation. I think the ETH merge trade is like helping, you know, altcoins rally and Algorand being in like the top 30 is kind of catching some of that. But yeah. I think generally like macro wise, like we're in a pretty bad state and yeah. I can see like this, you know, reversing uh, over some time horizon. But yeah. I think I'm like surprised at how much crypto is held up given where the uh, macro economy is actually. Yes. 
Yeah, I've, I've been surprised too, which which concerns me, you know, like the fact that it hasn't uh, been hit as hard. I mean, it got hit as from the crypto stuff, like we mentioned earlier, like the Luna and the, all these this crazy stuff. But it does seem like the macro hasn't, I don't know, it, it does. Yeah. It's going to be a slow grind. You know, it's something that we might be in this market for a year or two. And right. uh, that's why we don't so much look at price we more think about what can we build and and yeah we look at user like metrics like who's using our platform who's excited um so that's what's been motivating us um for sure i think like you know talk more about the future so i talked about some of the features on the v2 there's going to be another vault we're actually uh, we're likely issuing another um stable coin uh we're calling uh unceremoniously stable too, uh, or maybe it'll be like stable and stable classic. Um, and this stable coin will be uh, much better because it'll be backed by much more forms of collateral because the new lending market can support an unlimited amount. Um, right. So that'll that'll be pretty uh, big for it. Um, more rewards programs can be supported, uh, which leads me to the next uh, build, which is we're thinking um, we're getting, we're currently going through audit on Algify governance, like our own personal governance. And we're mm -hmm. looking to get something out uh, in September where uh, users will be able to leverage, uh, you know, Algify's uh, governance platform to institute change on the protocols. So things like protocol parameters, things that we should build, how we should distribute, you know, um, our resources. We're going to start decentralizing this to the community. And uh, we're looking forward to the excitement. I mean, like. Algorand Foundation governance is low key the largest vote on chain, and I think that doesn't get uh, you know talked about enough. Now I'd like to know how much of it is retail versus how much of it is a couple whales that come in you know on the last day, but right. it seems to have a lot of retail, and it impresses me versus governance for like ETH protocols. So we're hoping that Algify's governance um, gets a lot of engagement as well. Right. You know, we just had the, um, well, first I want to say, I appreciate you indulging me on the market talk and I do yeah, want to talk. <laughs> yeah. And, and I want to talk about the future. And then we did have recently the vote, uh, that was voted down for, um, you know, kind of doubling the vote power of DeFi projects. Now, clearly if that had gone, if that had gone through AlgoFi as a protocol would have had a, um, a much larger say in where things are, are going, right. That would have, you guys, it would have been a, it would have benefited your voice a lot in the ecosystem. Yeah, it would have given. Uh, we have the vault, so the algos can already vote, but it would have given the non-algo liquidity votes. So, like our stablecoin liquidity, we have a decent amount of that. that would right. have uh, given us uh, some more voting power um, and the ability to, you know, uh, help sort of uh, influence, um, hopefully, affect positive change. Um, on like Algorand DeFi. That being said, we, uh, we continue to build. Like we understand that, you know, uh, like elections, Algorand Foundation uh, votes, like you can't trust the, the polls and you can't trust, you know, you never know what's gonna happen. And we think that the fact that DeFi is important for the growth of a, of a blockchain uh, has been recognized, but there might be different ways to express that. And it's possible that this vote was not um, the like optimal way to do it. So I think, right. you know, there will be more to be done with like Web3, NFTs, DeFi, um, yeah. and that will come, you know, in yeah. maybe not through governance, but through other uh, avenues. 
Right. And there'll, there'll be more votes and who knows how this yeah. might come back up a, a little more, uh, you know, thought through. I mean, personally, my opinion is that I'd rather have you guys have, you know, compete with the say of these like early uh, you know, whales that are just kind of sitting there in traditional governance or whatever it is that's happening. But that's cool. So my last question before I really want to dive in on the, your governance and V2 a little bit more is about the Aeneas, what I was going to ask earlier. So, you know, there's a, a complaint, a criticism, maybe not a complaint. There's a, a criticism out there on layer ones in general, where in order to encourage adoption, they they kind of flood their DeFi with rewards, right? And it's kind of like, okay, so you, you inflate the token and it encourages people to come in to get like high yield and all of this. My question is, is so obviously Algorand's doing some of that with the Aeneas grant and um, how, and, and that what I've noticed is, is that, you know, you kind of chase where the, the yield is, right? So it's like, yeah. you know, er, early last quarter pact had these amazing yield. And then, you know, now there's some pools on tiny man with amazing yield. And like, so you're kind of, it's like this whack-a-mole kind of situation where it's like one, then it's the next and then it's the next. So I, I guess, Two part question. How do you what do you think of that strategy coming from Algorand? And then second, how do things like AlgoFi and, um, you know, everyone, how do you compete with yield when these kind of uh, with good yield or how do you create good yield without, um, you know, these rewards in the future? Great question. I think a lot of DeFi is facing this very same question. You know, what is so what are rewards for, in my opinion? I think it's about bootstrapping. It's about lending markets and AMMs need liquidity. They need liquidity to keep price impacts low and to keep the volatility of interest rates low. In markets where the liquidity is light, prices move around like crazy and interest rates move around like crazy because there's not enough supply to borrow from. And so the interest rate model adjusts in response to that as utilizations increase. So I think rewards are a necessary component early on. We're talking about like year one to get liquidity that is hopefully sticky because what I've seen empirically is rewards programs will run. And when those end, you'll see a migration of liquidity out into other uh, concepts and farms. But usually you reestablish a new high. More, uh, more often than not, liquidity will stay because it's engaging in some kind of structural activity like shorting, uh, basis trades, you know, doing things that generate yield or improve people's lives um, so that it's like sticky and not just mm -hmm. about like earning the rewards. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what we're trying to help build. Uh, you know, we're using rewards to get early users and to reward people. And we're going to do the same with our, you know, pending, uh, you know, sort of, uh, People will be able to use Algify governance, right, to uh, to vote and to affect change on the protocol. But um, we work to expand the uh, use cases. Like you know, deep today it's a lot of DeFi trading, uh, lending. But you know, over the ne next couple of years, we're hoping that the core dev team and the community can come up with things that uh, expand into the real world potentially, right? Like uh, right. You know, facilitating loans to uh, users in, uh, you know, uh, ex extending like USDC loans that convert be converted into fiat to help people manage their day-to-day, uh, -day, uh, you know, expenses um, in right. countries where banking might be uh, not as easy uh, to supply. Um, right. you know, a lot of the world uh, is like 
connected to the internet, but not connected to the financial system. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of high level what Algify could become a cheap way to facilitate financial services. But today the early users are like those DeFi speculators. So, you know, we were, we're going to work with people to see what, you know, build things that will expand beyond uh, the rewards. And we don't have the answer uh, today, but we'll, you know, certainly we're working to have that in the coming years. So it's just about building out the use cases and then the things that we may not even see right now. It's, you know, and then getting the people here now to help bootstrap, like you said, and like, and then hopefully they become sticky. And then all of a sudden, Algify is this place where you can easily transform, you know, transfer USDC or stable into fiat and, um, and then pay your mortgage quickly and, you know, whatever, whatever it is if that's here, but, or you buy whatever food somewhere else. Anyways, have access to the U S monetary system. That's cool. And, um, and I, I would assume that the bank token would also, um, present an opportunity to reward people for participating as well as maybe Aeneas rewards kind of dwindle i could see a future where it's like okay you might earn eight percent ten percent twelve percent but then you're also going to get a little bit of bank token too and you know yeah i mean i won't i won't comment on that before the launch (laughs) but it wouldn't shock me it wouldn't shock me (laughs) yeah okay so um we're obviously going to talk about bank token but let's talk a little bit more about v2 okay so full ledger compatible we are compatibility we talked about that and that's exciting that's unique to um you know, that's unique in the Algorand. Is that unique in general? Is is DeFi traditionally have like ledger compatibility? Like, is it easy to use your ledger on Ethereum and everything? I think, yeah. Historically, yeah. ledger compatibility has been an, a component. It's harder to do so on Algorand because there are constraints. So there are, uh, there's a limit, you know, uh, on, on the tech side of things, there's a limit on how many foreign apps, accounts, and assets you can pass into a transaction that is signed by a ledger device. So we had to come up with intelligent tech solutions to facilitate complex calculations that still uh, conform to uh, the ledger constraints. And so uh, that's that's something that we worked hard and were able to do with the V2. And that has to do with the, um, so there, like there's no more transaction groups. Does that have to do with the, yeah, the fact that you guys are have like streamlined the transaction groups? It has to do with, we had this insight that there we still have transaction groups, but a lot of the transactions are now done via inner transactions. Now those inner transactions still require foreign apps, assets, and accounts, but mm-hmm. there are ways to, for example, we uh, were recalculating users collateral and borrow on the lending protocol. But we had an insight, which is the user doesn't need to sign that transaction. That could be permissionless. Someone recalculating, all they're doing is recalculating my collateral and borrow. Anyone could be able to call that. And so we have uh, we have created a system where we can sign that with like a logic SIG or some other uh, account that is just very permissive. It just says, yes, I wanted to do this application call. And that the sensitive transactions around moving funds are signed by the ledger. And this, uh, this just works. And it was kind of like a small uh, comment from one of our engineers that became like a very, uh, important like insight for informing the v2 architecture that's amazing how how big is your team again we're six people today six people um, yeah. and um 
All right. And so is there anything else that's coming? I mean, before we go to, you know, a little bit more about the bank token and governance, is there anything that we've missed about V2 that um, what when? So you're saying early August? Is that? Yeah, is early that August. When, yeah. Early, early August. Cool. We're just kind of putting the bells and the whistles on the uh, the web app right now, getting, uh, you know. That's Oh, yeah. The, uh, that's what we need to talk about. So then you said that you're launching an app, right? Yeah. Or, so isn't the, the V2 will actually be a new web app. It's, it's Got it. very, it's very like uh, our engineer, Matt. Uh, and uh, Owen as well, been working really hard to make the new web app super performant, very efficient. So you'll see that the new web app is like faster, uh, more responsive, um, and you know, use obviously it has our new smart contracts. But that's another thing we'll we'll be releasing with the V2. Cool. I mean, even the old app, it seems to perform pretty well on a phone as well, right? So I, I imagine that this new app is going to be great on the phone. Oh, and- the new app mobile is actually pretty uh, sleek, honestly. I was using yeah. it like in the last few weeks, and like I don't like to toot our own horn, but like Matt, Matt and Owen did like a very good job on the uh, the mobile. Yeah, that's amazing. You guys, what an asset you guys are to the to the ecosystem. Okay, so all right, so the bank token, right? So there's going to be, and, and I I know that people are like, why haven't you asked this yet? I mean, this is the thing that everybody wants to know. I've, I've noticed online, people want to know, are they going to be airdropped bank token? And and um, so I, I I saw in a tweet that you guys um, LP, you said LP providers will be the you know the first to receive it now. I think people are confused. Are they, you mean, um, you know, LP in the, in the AMM or people that are providing, you know, you know, lending and, you know, borrowing or even in governance as well? Sure. So, you know, when, when we say that, that, you know, that's expanding beyond that's like the whole protocol. So people that have been participating, these are, these are essentially users that have been like helping support us, uh, since day one. So we're talking December 17th, 2021. Mm-hmm. Lending, AMM, you know, uh, stable swap, um, the vault. There's a lot of different uh, components we're looking at, and you know, I can say that kind of like we did a, you know, previously we had done something uh, to help uh, bootstrap uh, the protocol with like an algo uh, sort of um, incentive. Um, mm-hmm. We are right. looking into doing something uh, similar here, where there's going to be a component of uh, activity and provision of liquidity, but also. Um, uh, one that is uh, focused on fairness, because on the one hand, liquidity is very important for lending uh, and trading. Like no one can take that away from liquidity providers who are staking their assets, uh, putting them at more risk than keeping it at a bank to help um, Algify thrive. That being said, there are those who have like less liquidity that are very active in helping promote us in social media, and, you know, sort of keep the protocol, um, uh, you know, keep keep things, uh, you know point out bugs for us and, and, and help us improve the product. Right. So those people are uh, valued as well. So Got that'll it. all be taken into account. Got it. So it, so you, I, I'm, I'm gathering that you guys are, you might take a bit of an approach like you did with the algo, um, the algo airdrop or airdrop, but the algo rewards from earlier. Or so you're saying that, yes, you're going to the liquidity providers, like the, the big scale ones are going to be rewarded, but you also are taking into account activity. You know, you guys have a history of like wallet active. I mean, how does that even work? How are you going to look back and be like, um, cause I've been using AlgoFi since the beginning, you know, on some levels smaller than it grew and then, you know, it changes and there's been different wallets, you know, I've used one wallet and then I've now used a different wallet. Like how, uh, you know, as somebody, just I'll use me as an example, somebody that's participated in governance and maybe then the next time I, I, I lended, you know, whatever. And, uh, so you're going to be able to track that on, on some level? 
Yeah, I mean, we, you know, without getting into too much detail, there, yeah. there are ways, you know, they have Algorand has developed like the indexer node, which is used for looking at historical transactions and data and Rand Labs has a historical state uh, indexer. So these are things that are like within scope and uh, able to be accessed. Like that's, that's the beauty of the blockchain. I mean, if you provided me your address, I could tell you exactly what you did. Uh, mm -hmm. Every single block from the moment you, uh, you know, started uh, your activity on Algorand. Yeah. Uh, without uh, any uh, deviation without... from uh, the truth. <laughs> <laughs> that is the be that's the beauty, and sometimes not the beauty of blockchain, yeah. for sure. Yeah, exactly. um... privacy. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's one of those. I think Algorand's actually looking into like privacy modules and, and, and things like that. I mean, that'd be kind of interesting, but um, you know, we'll see. They're, yeah, I mean, it seems. Yeah, it seems it's interesting that. Um, you know, Silvio Macaulay is kind of like the uh, the the privacy guru in in right. cryptography, right? And so it's interesting that that has it. I guess there's also regulate you know regulation concerns. They're playing it safe a little bit too. They don't want to yeah. get in the crosshairs here. Um, all right. So and that's happening. Bank token is happening next month. Are you guys are launching? Yeah, I mean, we're you know we we continue to monitor the market you know and see how things are going. Governance. Right. I can say this like. The focus is we're getting governance out for people to participate in voting. The point is to improve the protocol, to institute changes, to give people more of a share. We're, we're, we're going to put out a medium post that more accurately represents what we're trying to do. But the idea is we're progressively going to decentralize AlgoFi so that in the coming years, we can sort of, you know, wash our hands of the, uh, you know, sort of specific uh, maintenance and let it be more of a community-led uh, effort. Now, this takes a, this takes a long time, right? Yeah, but we that that's what we're vying for as the end goal, right? And so, all right, you um, as we're winding down here a little bit, I noticed recently a a tweet response from from you guys. Maybe it was Owen, or maybe it was the, or maybe it was you actually. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was one of you, and uh, you responded to somebody talking about folks finance and like the competition between. You two and the response from AlgoFi was, well, we don't really see it as competition between us. We see it as competition with other layer ones, right? It was a it was a great response. It it's inclusive. It's you know obviously competition exists, and it, I'm I'm sure you're tracking how well folks finance is doing and all that. I mean, like let's yeah. not be ridiculous here, but like, <laughs> but at the same time, you know. I mean, unless you're, you know, Peter Thiel, like monopolies um, are, aren't the best for consumers. So it's good that we have more options and everything. But yeah. what are your, I don't even know what my question is. Maybe my question, I'll zoom out from that kind of, if you want to say anything about folks finance and all that, go for it. But what what is your bull case for Algorand at this point? You know, people are feeling, you know, it's hard. I think that the Algorand community is still feeling good. But like, why do you think, why are you guys, just recap, why are you guys building on Algorand? Other than your name, it would be hard to bring AlgoFi to a different place because it's, you know, I guess AlgoFi could work other places. <laughs> That's a stupid yeah. comment. <laughs> I mean, our, the way, the way that we think about, you know, to address uh, both things is like, we are, our DeFi ecosystem is quite small compared to Ethereum. And so the real competition is not um, you know, winning out, uh, you know, in general, uh, in a business, you want to fight after a larger pie. Um, and so that larger pie for us is DeFi uh, in general. And so we think Algorand stands a very good chance of competing with L1s that are falling behind on performance. Um, you know, we look at, you know, at the end of the day, based on today's information, one might 
gather that it's either the you know sort of the L2s on ETH or uh, competitive L1s that are faster and cheaper that are going to win out TFI. And we think in the latter camp, Algorand stands a very good chance. I think this is getting uh, recognized by more and more builders. I, I anecdotally see more engineers entering Algorand. I also see more VCs getting excited. And you know, VC excitement in, in crypto, you know, you got to kind of take some of this with a grain of salt. But starting to see um, more, I, I don't want to use the word um, smarter, but VCs that are really considering what crypto and what blockchains uh, can be used for are seeing the advantages of Algorand. The fact that it's more, that it's cheaper, faster, the core the dev team at Algorand is world-class. Uh, it's getting recognized for its value and uh, not the hype, which it doesn't play into. And I think that that is the bull case. The fact that over, you know, and this actually helps, this, this happens a lot in the bear market where when the hype gets crushed, people are looking at the fundamentals and Algorand is fundamentally a very sound blockchain. So yeah. that is the bull case, that its fundamentals get recognized and that as we emerge from this bear market, um, you know, Algorand will be at the top of the pack of uh, L1s that can compete with ETH. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I mean, the performance of the, the the tech, you know, people like to say, oh, the tech doesn't matter. You know, that's and that's why Solana has so much liquidity and so much and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I guess there's decent tech there, too. But it, it from an outsider that isn't very technical, it, it seems like it's flawed, obviously, clearly. But um, so, yeah, I, I, through a bear market, it feels like the perfect time for Algorand kind of to gain some steam. And it seems like you're saying I'm noticing it as well. I see it on Twitter all the time, like people be like, all right, I'm new to Algo, like who do I follow? Or, you know, okay, I'm on, I'm in Cardano, but I do hold Algo too. Stop being so mean to us. You know, it, there seems to be like uh, more of that coming, being like people are like, we own both. Like, why don't, does, why isn't the Algorand community nicer to us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, so I'm, I'm making a big effort to be nicer is what my point is. I'm, but I'm always going to joke. I'm going to make fun of people, even in Algorand. So sure. if anyone's out there, I, I, anybody's um, fair game in my book. All right, John. So, all right. Is there anything else that we, we didn't we didn't talk about? Or, um, did we miss anything that I'm going to regret after this? You know, mostly it's, uh, you know, when you think about what, what is Algify doing, it's the V2, it's governance, it's continuing to engage with the community, uh, you know, the foundation. We're, you know, we want to build really good tech. And so uh, we remain super active and responsive in our Discord, you know, Twitter and Telegram. So reach out if you have any uh, comments and uh, we're looking forward to, uh, you know, building in this uh, bear market. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm excited to use the new app. I'm excited for ledger compatibility. I'm, ex you know, just all of the different things that you guys are doing. So I appreciate it. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure everybody else does too. Cool. All right, man. Well, have a good, I mean, I'm, thank you for taking this time. I know you guys are crazy busy. Owen came to say, hey, man, I can't do this. <laughs> and so he's like, he seemed like I have other things that I need to do, but you were nice enough to stay on. So uh, thanks for having the chat. And uh, yeah, man, you're invited to come on anytime. Thanks. Appreciate it, Cooper. All right.